Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Life Show podcast with me, your host, Wesley Pullen. I'd like to welcome you to a whole new world of possibilities where myself and other guests will have conscious conversations around various different topics of life. All the tools and techniques expressed are those from the work done by Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. And for more information about Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com or you can also find more information about me on my website, www.wesleypullencf.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Life Show. Today, I'm joined by the beautiful, lovely Mr. Alan Jones, who is all the way in the United Kingdom. Um, So, Alan, welcome. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be invited to, uh, yeah, to talk to you because, yeah, what else is possible? Yeah, what else is possible? So, Alan, tell us a little bit about yourself. God, you know, it's really funny. I hate that question people ask me that because I never have right. a thing from bed. Um, <laughs> Whenever somebody asks me that, well, I'm like, well, I'm Weasley. <laughs> yeah. my, my name is Alan Jones and you know, I'm an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator and my aim in life is to empower people to know they're not screwed up, to create a world where kindness and consciousness prevail and where judgment is obsolete. So that's kind of... That's how I create my life. It's it's been the aim for the last few years, and and recently it's it's really stepping that up. So yeah, I like to have fun. I like to be badly behaved. I like to be outrageous. I like to poke the bear, and I like to expose my body. So that's a bit about me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so much fun. And I and one of the questions I love to ask people on the show is how you came across the tools of access consciousness. Because everyone has this amazing, well, it's amazing all in its own way, but everyone has this story that is, is pretty cool to hear. So I'd love to hear how you found the tools of access consciousness. Awesome. Okay. So uh, it was back in 2012. So there was all of the stuff going on around, oh my God, 2012, you know, the aliens are going to come or the planet's going to explode or uh, all of these different stories. And the the depression, the kind of the shutting myself down that I'd been doing all my life kind of came to a head and I'd got to the point where I was going to commit suicide. I was running the bath and I had the knife. That's, that's how close it was. Um, but I didn't, I, I made it in that moment. It's like, I realized I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I won't go into the whole kind of story about why, but at the time it was just like, you know what? I know this is not going to create more. So that was kind of, okay, (laughs) Ah, something, something has got to be different here. Something has got to change because if I can't even kill myself, if I'm not even allowed to do that, then something else has got to change. And literally about three or four weeks later, um, I heard someone on one of these kind of, um, you know, these new teleconferences and people will come on and talk about stuff. And I was obsessed with listening to as many of these wealth ones as possible because money for me has been the bug, one of the bugbears that, that I've used to keep myself limited for all my life. And I heard this woman talking about access consciousness and <laughs> to be perfectly honest one of the things that i was really irritated by her voice but a lot of what she was talking about seemed to make sense and then she used the access consciousness clearing statement and i remember swearing 
at the computer. I was so angry with this woman, like, what a load of old rubbish! And just, how can that work? And blah, 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 blah. And, but what I did was I found that there's something was different in my world by the end of that call. And, well, anyway, so then I, I heard her on another kind of one of these kind of shows and still swearing at her for her voice, still swearing at kind of the, the, the pod poc nonsense, as I was calling it then. <laughs> and, and then I heard Dane here on another teleconference. And my God, listening to him talking about his life, talking about where he got to, and like, this, this, that's me. That's, he's, just, <laughs> he's just explaining everything about how my life has been. Yeah, you know, clearly slightly with differences, but uh, so he really inspired me. Then I heard Gary Douglas, and then a friend of mine bought me. She offered me a copy of Dane's book, "Being You, Changing the World," and that was the thing that really kind of like lifted me. I read it three times in one week. I keep the book by my bed. It is my like my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a funky moment. I pick up the book. It's. So that's kind of how I came across Access. And, and really all I wanted to do with Access when I first came across it was not wake up feeling like I wanted to kill myself. That, that was, I didn't give a shit about the world. I didn't give a shit. Well, that's kind of, I pretended to myself that I did, but really all I wanted was not to feel like I wanted to die. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. And that book, Being You, Changing the World, I think has been a gift to more people than I can even count in my head right now. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, if you're listening to this and you haven't read the book, Being You, Changing the World by Dr. Dane here, grab yourself a copy on Amazon or um, accessconsciousness.com. It's everywhere. And it's, it's life-changing. It truly really is. There's a tool for every single area of your life in that book. <clears throat> Now, I know before this episode, and I love to wing it, and because that's who I am as a person, I never prep for anything. <laughs> I asked Alan sort of where we could go with this conversation today. Um, so if we could sort of open this up with a question, one of the things you spoke about was secrets. Yeah. And I'd sort of, I'd love to start there and, and just kind of get like, what is secrets? Oh, God. Um, I think Gary Douglas coined it by saying tomorrow today's secret is tomorrow's lie yeah something said and um secrets are those things that for me we we want to bury and hide away from everyone including ourselves for whatever reason often because we have defined them as being so heinous that nobody else could ever find out and the irony that i've that that has been so clear for me around all these secrets is we kind of for me well for me i speak for myself what i found is that it's the kind of what we would describe as the darker secret stuff that i use to distract me from the other secrets of the stuff that actually could change the world and what i mean by that is i realized recently literally in the last day so this is a pretty hot topic for me that actually i'm happy and I just choose to be happy no matter what is going on around me. And that has been made so wrong. Like, how can you be happy with so many people dying in the world? How can you be happy when there's global warming? How can you be happy when there's people starving? And how can you be happy with blah, 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 blah? And so this <laughs> happiness was made such a wrong. So I thought, oh my God, I can't let anyone know that I am just inherently happy. It yeah, is for no damn red. reason. Just yeah, it's bad and not be happy because it's really unkind to be happy when when there are people not happy in the world. So 
and then I put all of these other things on top of it, all of these other darker secrets, like, oh, I was really mean to this person, or I did this, or I had this sexual fantasy, or I had this sexual experience, and, you know, that's really awful. I couldn't let anyone know about that. As a kind of a beacon to keep me distracted from actually looking at what the true secrets are for me. And that, if, if I could invite anyone to that, it's like, what are the, what, what are you keeping secret and hidden from you? <sighs> that's buried so deep that you kind of almost dare not go there. You kind of, you get down near it as Dane was talking about in his Facebook live recently that you get just near it and then something distracts you. So you never kind of get that rawness of, Oh my God, actually it's, it's okay to be happy. And it's really uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to look at that and go, Jesus, like to acknowledge that inherently I'm happy despite what anybody else is choosing. Yeah, there's all of this like, oh, I'm such a bad, horrible person. How could you do that? You clearly don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, what are, the, what are the secrets that we keep hidden that actually when we acknowledge them, when we embody them and not make them wrong, we can use them to create something different in the world, to inspire people? Yeah. Yeah, and that like, I get like, these secrets are what keep us from acknowledging that we are actually a gift to the world. Yeah, you want to fucking know it or not? Like you think yeah. that you're just this one little out of eight billion, however many people. Like, how the fuck could I change the world? That's yeah. your immediate thing. But but when you're just being you and you're just being happy for no damn reason, other people get to look at you and see like, shit, I didn't know you could do that. Maybe I can actually do that. And that is how you start to change the world around you. True story. And and be ready and be willing to receive those people who aren't willing to receive that, you know, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you so happy about? What have you got to be so happy about? This is happening. This is happening. So people will try and make you wrong. They will try and make you doubt yourself. They will like, like, ah, so you've got to be willing to really just be that happiness and go, yeah, do you know what? I'm really bad and wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Whatever. Yeah. I'm going to be bad and wrong anyway. I'm going to go and be happy anyway. Um, yeah. And it's those kinds of things that we, we just daren't tell anyone. Like, because it's the ultimate perversion, right? It's like it happiness is. is the ultimate perversion of this reality, this society. I remember once someone saying to me in church, well, you're not here to be happy. You're here to serve God. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Jesus wept. This society has an opposing point of view or perspective of everything you know they t people tell you oh no you can't be sad because other people have it worse you can't be happy because other people have it better yeah you, you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't i remember that we have a, a, a soap opera over here called eastenders which you may or may not be aware of and every year at christmas there's a catastrophe that's what they build up to this this like on christmas day something horrendous happens people die there's explosions people kill each other they find out they've got cancer or they're raped or whatever like all of these horrible stories and apparently the premise behind it is it's to remind people that no matter what's going on in your life there's always someone worse off than you <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> I, words fail me I, I just remember just sitting there watching the tv screen as they were talking about that kind of going <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yeah. and, and for me I was like that, that's for me that's really fucking warped 
that's like you must never ever kind of uh, yeah anyway so yeah wow. and you see like we're taught to just conform like that is normal you just got to fit in but yeah. if you're listening to this chances are you're probably one of those people who think mm -mm, this shit don't work for me it's got to be something different yeah and, like when you're being happy you're going to piss a shitload of people off yeah and they're going to come and tell you you can't be happy for this reason and that reason but really all they also want is to be happy too they yeah. just don't know how to choose it yeah and they don't know that it's actually just a choice they're looking no. for all the things that are just going to make them happy instead of just saying well i can be happy regardless of the things i have and the things i don't it's always looking for that external stimulation for when, when I have this, I'll be happy. Or when I've got this sorted, I'll have ease. Or when I've got this, when I've got... And it's always going to be when. And we never get to when. Ever. Ever. Because you are the source of your own happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, how many times in your life have you, have you thought, when I just get that phone, or when I just get that book, or when I just get that TV, I'll be happy. I'll be content. And you get it, and you're happy for like a day. And then you feel the same again. Yeah. Because we make these things outside of us the source of our happiness, the source of our choice, the source of our greatness, when actually it's us ourselves that are the source of that. And it's almost like we make this external seeking the drug of choice. Mm. So something happens like shopping can be the drug of choice that, that and you know, and I was there myself, I got 55,000 pounds in debt <laughs> because that's what I was looking for. This happiness out. Oh, when I buy this, I'll be happy. And I, you know, and so, and it would be short hits. It'd be quick hits and there would have to be bigger. I would have to do more shopping and longer shopping and more expensive shopping to get the hit of what I was originally getting from that. And so that's how we end up spiraling into this heinous space of getting into, Oh my God, I don't know how, to get out of this, which is what happened with, with my kind of my depression was the more I was using these kind of what I would call my drugs of choice, sleeping, eating, shopping, you know, I would need a harder hit of them to try and lift it. And it wouldn't lift it. It would just actually drill the hole deeper, which is, is contra yeah. contrary to what we would think. Yeah. And it all just, all these things take you out of being present in your own life and recognizing that you're the source of it. Yeah. And that is the, my point of view is the ultimate, the ultimate in self-abuse is not being present in your own life. True story. Because we can't change our life. Like if we're projecting into the future, which is often what happens, you know, worry comes from projecting into the future. Regret and guilt come from you know uh, focusing on the past and we're not actually being present with okay so right here right now what choices do i have and that was one of the one of the the things that from dane's book you know one of the tools from access that started to move things forward was okay in this 10 seconds what can i choose and even if it is just going for a walk going for a bath something that just creates a space for me to nurture myself and be kind to me because and that's the other thing in, in, in this kind of world being kind to ourselves no we have to be kind to everyone else first mm. it's better to give than receive mm. yeah and, and yeah totally and i look at that that presence thing and like that's what conscious is consciousness is it's yeah it's, it's the ability to be present in every single area of your life so that you can see what your choices are creating you know and, and that's and that's raw, that's vulnerable, that's uncomfortable for people. Yeah, because we're not willing to be the source. So if you're not willing to be the source, you won't be willing to see what your choices are creating because you don't yeah. believe that your choices are that which creates your life. 
Well, isn't it funny how when um, when shit happens to us, it's like, oh, that happened to me. They did it to me. And when something amazing happens, you go, oh, that was just luck. Mm. We don't own any of it as our own. Of Actually, I chose that. I created it. I brought it into fruition. Any of those things. And, you know, when we have catastrophe after catastrophe after catastrophe showing up in life, we've got to look at it and go, what is it that I'm choosing that's, that keeps creating this? Or what is it I'm not willing to be aware of? that keeps this showing up for me. Mm. Mm, totally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that self-abuse system. And that's just what we're taught to do. You know, yeah. it's just what you're taught to do. But the yeah. beauty of it is that you have a different choice now. And ironically, self-abuse, which is often, you know, masturbation is often ascribed as being self-abuse, which is actually one of the kind things that you can do for your body. <laughs> exactly. So have you masturbated today? Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't, why not? <laughs> See, like, I look at that and I wonder who made that wrong. Because that yeah. started with one person who thought, well, I can't nurture and care for myself because what the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very big in the in the Catholic Church. I know. I'm not sure what they call it in the Catholic Church, but it is like you would have to go and do confession when you masturbate. It's like, wow, okay. Thank God I'm not Catholic in this life. I'd have a lot of confessing to do. Yeah, I'd be always on money, but that's another story. Yeah. So like, what if you were willing to acknowledge that you are the source for the creation of your life? Happiness comes from your choice of choosing it. And, and, you know, and I get, cause when I was in, when I was living in that kind of darkest space, if I used to get really cross with, with people saying to me, well, happiness is just a choice. I'm like, yeah, well, it fucking isn't for me. No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was. I just didn't want to have happy people around me. And so it's like, okay, and this is why the 10 seconds thing really works. Because like, okay, so what can I choose right now that actually would be more ease for me? Yeah. That actually create space. So rather than making it about happiness, um, and also get your bars wrong. You know, if you if you can't find anything to choose to be happy about, get your bars wrong. But also another one of the access tools is universe show me something beautiful. You know, yeah. from that's it. Like, hello, <laughs> my yeah. garden. There is always something in my garden, even in the winter, that just makes me go, oh, do you know, I'm so grateful for my garden. It is a tiny little oasis in a big city. And it's, you know, if you could smell, because I'm sitting next to a jasmine. Oh, that's beautiful. And the smell of the jasmine um, oh, is just heavenly. And it because we have the windows open, because it's so warm here at the moment, the smell of the jasmine just permeates through the whole house. It's amazing. Like, yeah. it's of stuff when you acknowledge this is what you were saying about being present when you're present with what's going around you that's when you can look at oh wow do you know what i'm really happy i have a garden yeah and i'm really grateful i can smell that jasmine coming through yeah. like how did i get so lucky you yeah. know i mean i i've been looking at gratitude from a lot of different angles in my life recently and i mean the other day i was picking up the dog shit in my garden in the middle of the day and i realized i was like shit i'm really grateful i get to do this I'm a self-employed person who gets to pick up the dog shit at whatever time of day I want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm super grateful to be able to nurture and care for my garden, make it look pretty, 
pick up the dog shit at whatever time I want. And it was just this gratitude in my world. I totally get that. You know, when I go for my walk or, you know, <laughs> I put some photographs on Facebook recently of me cleaning my oven naked because that's when my oven wanted to be cleaned. It was just like that, you know, just because I walk around the house naked quite a lot. And, you know, I like for me, it's like, oh, the oven needs cleaning. Okay, well, I'll do it now. There's no logic. When we, like, when we get out of the need to do everything a certain way and just follow what's there, and as you said, being self-employed, yeah, do you know, I, I, I'm so grateful that I get to just go for a walk when I want, or I can take my laptop in the garden or take my laptop somewhere in Blackheath or in Greenwich Park and, and work. It is such a gift. And, and, you know, the more we acknowledge the gifts that are there for us right now, the more of it can show up. I mean, that's the other thing is like when you really acknowledge what, what you have right now, more of it can show up. I never used to get acknowledgement. It's like, what's the point of acknowledgement? Well, if you don't acknowledge what currently is, then more of it can't show up. And also, if you don't acknowledge what is that's not working for you, you can't change it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why this, like, my leg is hurting as I keep stabbing in it, but I'm not going to be present with that. I'm just going to keep stabbing myself in the leg. Exactly. And I'm not going to acknowledge that I'm stabbing myself in the leg. Just going to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully someone will come along and change it. <laughs> there was, um, was a comedian in the UK, uh, and she, she used to talk about Christmas and going home to your family at Christmas. And it's a bit like, oh, it's that time of year where I need to drop another big heavy brick on my foot. Like, but we do it every single year. We know it's going to be painful. We know it's going to be really horrible. So, but we do it anyway. And, and, you know, that's just one kind of, she just made a whole kind of joke about it. And, but it's not just the family stuff. It's, it's all of those things where we just keep doing stuff over and over again, because we feel we should, because we have to. And that's not, that's not being present with what else is possible or asking a question or how do I make this noise or how do I drop the brick somewhere else rather than on my foot? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, I look at like, what have you always, what have you been told you always need to be? that you don't actually have to be, that if you would look at what it is you're trying to be, you could actually make a different choice. Because you know what's we're trying to be these things and we're not present with what we're trying to be, so we can't see what we're trying to be. So if you really looked at it and thought, well, shit, I could actually do something different. I, when you said to me, what, am I, um, what have I been told I always should be? Polite. Yeah, because right. it's the right and thing to do. It <laughs> is, it's the polite thing to do. And so, and I... Do, it, I <laughs> I really struggle sometimes when I see stuff written online or people talking to each other and it's like, that's really not fucking polite. And, <laughs> and I really, I know I resist and react to it. And at the moment in this 10 seconds, I'm okay with that. and I'm not willing to change it. It doesn't always create the most because I, I do When people send me messages that I don't consider to be polite, they get a, a flea back in their ears. Like you want to reword that question? <laughs> like, <laughs> talking like that. It's not going to get you anywhere. Um, <laughs> And that's what works for you right now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> exactly. But there's no allowance in it. This is like, oh, they're so rude. <laughs> 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 and, and, you know, and because there's all sorts of assumptions that they are being rude. Well, actually, when you look at text, uh, it, it has no emotions to it. You can't really tell from someone the way something's written, especially if something's not their first language, something's not written in their first language, that it can lose in translation. There's all sorts of reasons why people will write the way they do. But my assumption is, of course, if you're not polite, you're not kind, which again is bollocks. Because that's what we've been taught. 
Yeah, if you look at Gary Douglas, I mean, the guy is amazing and can be incredibly polite and could often be described as being incredibly impolite, the way he irreverently brings stuff up for people to change. Mm. And that, he's willing to be whatever is required, that will be the contribution to people. So when you look at it like that, it's like, okay, so what words can I use here that actually invite a different space for them to choose into rather than, well, I have to be polite. Yeah. Because limiting the contribution we can be for others um, by deciding that we have to speak in a particular way or use particular words. Yeah. Like, what are you refusing to be that if you would be it, would create too much joy in your life? (laughs) Or too much money? Or like, yeah. What are you refusing to be that if you would be it, would create too much in your life? Awesome question. Yeah. Nobody should ask it. Nobody. Don't ask that question. Won't change anything at all. (laughs) So, Alan, tell everybody who's listening to this in the future where they can find you and what they can do with you. (laughs) You can do whatever you want. (laughs) I have a price for everything. Uh, You can find me on Facebook. Uh, My name is Alan Jones, so A-L-U-N Jones. And I think it's Alan.com change agent i think that's my facebook profile or you can find me on my website which is uh alan a-l-u-n hyphen j-o-n-e-s dot com alanjones.com um i'm doing some foundations around the world at the moment um los angeles in october calgary in november and i have potentially been invited to come down to south africa at some Ooh. point so <laughs> I know I might play, and I may well be in in Amsterdam at some point too. So yeah, come and I'm doing them in London as well. So people can come and play online, in person, whatever, whatever contribution I can be for you to to choose to be happy and know that you're not screwed up. Yeah, I like that. I love your 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 line, empowering people to know that they're not screwed up, fucked up. Yeah, screwed up or fucked up. <laughs> I like fucked up, but. Uh, sometimes that gets blocked with people's um, filters, so I use screwed up so it gets through. <laughs> but I mean, do whatever it takes, right? So screwed up or fucked up, whichever one you heard. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the show today, Alan. It's been a real pleasure having you on here. I hope to have you on again in the future. You can have me anytime you like. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for inviting me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I will put all of Alan's details in the info for the podcast, and you can find him wherever he is in the world when you're looking for him. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.